Hi, I'm Ken Kessler, and welcome to the Sounds of Christmas podcast. Just so there are no misunderstandings, there won't be any music played here. This is a place for conversation. I'll talk about Christmas music and some related topics, sometimes by myself and sometimes with guests. In fact, in the coming weeks, I'll be revisiting some interviews that originally aired on the Sounds of Christmas online radio station about 10 years ago. If you're looking for music, just go to soundsofchristmas.com and click on the tree or the player on the front page or on the Listen Now page. We play the best variety of Christmas music all year long. Well, except in October, when we play the best variety of Halloween music. Today, I'm very fortunate to have Suzanne from Suzanne's Band here. If you listen to the Sounds of Christmas online radio station, you've probably heard her single, One More Night of Christmas. I wanted to talk to Suzanne because she's got something in the works, and I thought it would be kind of interesting to sort of not just track the progress, but sort of get a behind-the-music feel for what it takes. She's got a new Christmas single that is on the way later this year. I should probably tell you a little bit about Suzanne as we get started. And Suzanne, feel free to jump in and correct me on all the things I get wrong. No um, you had an EP called Breathe that came out uh, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And then the Christmas single the Christmas before last and then last 2019, I believe. Uh Yeah. And then last year you had your, your first full length album. Yeah. Last year. Yep. Back to you. Uh Came out January 17th. Right before COVID. (sighs) Yeah. It made it certainly a challenge last year with a new album out and everything closing down, not being able to go out and perform There's a big difference between trying to put together a Christmas album, which takes more focus versus that's that's a really lousy way to say it. But I think you'll get the meaning versus a Christmas single, because you can't just put your focus on that because you're still trying to get out and do performances and promote all your other stuff. And other than Sounds of Christmas listeners, there are probably a lot of people in March that want to hear about Christmas music. By the way, if you if you haven't followed Suzanne yet on YouTube, this the Suzanne's band channel, you should check it out. She has a video for almost every song she's recorded. And as a bonus, there's some live performances of some really neat cover songs. I know you had the Ringo Starr, It Don't Come Easy just recently. Yeah, that's um, one of my favorites to do. So it's a great place. And of course, One More Night of Christmas is on there as well. So so you definitely want to check out that. Just go to YouTube and look for Suzanne's band and you'll find that. But I'd seen all these other performances of cover songs and I thought that it's it's got to be tough when, you know, for a musician, you want to be out there and you want to be performing and it's, things are sort of closed down. I know lots of people have been doing online performances. Do you, do you have anything like that in the works, by the way? Have you thought about doing any of those um, kind of things? I did more online, actually, um, right after COVID happened. Um, there were several people that wanted online performances through different um, companies. But as things are opening up, uh, there's been fewer requests for that. Um, it's probably going to be a mix. I do have some things coming up for some um, over 50 type communities. Uh, that still don't have a lot of live music coming in. 
right because of the risk factors so i think that those are still going to be prevalent for a while until everybody gets vaccinated and uh, maybe things open up even more than they are now but um, a lot of the venues especially that have outdoor seating um, they're already picking back up yeah and that's and that's certainly a good news for gosh for for all the people who have been so kind to support the sounds of Christmas. Actually, even all the other musicians and bands out there that that haven't supported us, you know, just to be able to get back and mm-hmm. and do what you do. Since we wanted to talk about the Christmas single, I guess at this stage, have you even started recording the new song? Um, I should be back in the studio in a few weeks, and that will be the first song that has priority because obviously the release date is very important. Uh, to try and get that out uh, first part of November quickly. Um, That way it can get to the radio stations in a timely manner and all that, because usually they want things by November 9th in their hand, if not sooner, so that they can get everything ready to go on their end, because people are playing Christmas music earlier and earlier. It's it's a mixed sort of thing, because I know that um, there are a lot of people who like to complain about Christmas music coming too soon. And I have a blog about that that I post every year because a lot of people act like Christmas music comes out so much earlier now. And mm-hmm. and it's not true. It has always been that way. And it's been that way for, for a lot of reasons. You know, as a performer, that just you're recording it and mixing it and getting it ready and getting it to distributors and all that stuff takes time. Mm-hmm. And then you have to get it out there so people can find it and be ready for it. You have to get it to radio so they can be ready for it. And if you wait until, until the so-called season until Thanksgiving, by the Mm -hmm. time you can jump through all those hoops, it's too late. But Elvis and Frank Sinatra had Christmas albums that came out in the middle of October and that wasn't recent. So this isn't something new. It is a process, but as we're looking at this and we're recording this on March 25th, so it's nine months to the day until Christmas oh, Day. Wow! Yes, I just now that you mentioned that, yep, you are right. So at this point, you know that you're going to have a Christmas single out later this year. At this point, you've written it. What else has had to happen up until now? Um, as far as the creation, or mm-hmm. okay. Um, well, the original idea of the song came while I was um, riding in my car, which seems to be where a lot of great ideas seem to come to me. And um, I heard um, one of those radio stations where it's kind of a coffee shop vibe, you know, acoustic guitar type of thing. And I said, man, it'd be really nice to have a Christmas song uh, that kind of had that feel to it and um, something different from what you would normally hear because you know, a lot of artists, you hear them either doing covers of songs that are on the public domain so that, you know, they don't have to pay money for it. Or, um, you know, you get all the uh, types of songs that are the kind of the upbeat things that relate, you know, similar to Mariah Carey and mm-hmm. those types of artists. I, thought, I want something that's different. So that's how it came about writing this new song. I don't want to say the title and give it that's away okay. yet until I at least get it in the studio. So at the next visit, I should be able to say the title. No okay. problem. Okay. <laughs> Don't want to give away too many surprises. One yeah. thing I've done with my music too is 
kind of as a secondary thing is I've been sending it to a music producer um, that I've come across that uh, reviews music and getting a critique on it before it goes into the studio and trying to correct some things, whether it be phrasing or shortening the songs. Um, if I was a pirate, my name would probably be Captain Longbridge. <laughs> <laughs> because I tend to make my bridges long. I don't know why it's just, it just happens. So I've been trying to make the bridges shorter and, you know, intros and outros a little shorter. And because, you know, you've got your limits on what's the best time, you know, for a song. And they say, you know, don't go over four minutes if you can help it, but you need it longer than a couple of minutes, you know, so you've got this window to work between and still have it mean what it needs to mean and say what you need to say yeah i remember as a disc jockey when christmas time rolled around and suddenly you're playing so many more songs because so many of them you know you look at the beach boys and if it's two minutes long that's really long for them for a christmas song so suddenly instead of playing all these four and five minute songs you're suddenly playing twice as many and it can it can make you nuts because you're playing so many songs and you need different songs. So you're not playing white Christmas every 40 minutes. Right. And so it's great when there are original songs coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That reminds me your song. One more night of Christmas is also on a compilation that I think just came out this past year, 37 uh, stories. Yes. And, Isn't that and cool? it, it's really cool. And this is great for people who love Christmas music, who are looking for something beyond all the covers that you hear over and over, because these are 37 songs that are all originals, which is very cool. 37 Tales of Christmas. Actually, you know what? If you go to Spotify or whichever streaming site that you like, just look up Suzanne's band and you will see you'll see her album and her singles her single and her EP. And you'll also see this compilation. So that's the best way to do it. And you'll find it there. Pandora, all those services. Right. So when you're planning a Christmas single, it's it's such a different animal versus recording really anything else because Mm -hmm. you can be recording stuff and as things open up and you have more performances, you can try them out. And I'm sure that you get to do that. But with a new Christmas single, you're in the studio and you have to block that out and it has to be separate from everything else. So you have to put in the extra time is that, I mean, I I know things are still a little locked down now, but is that an issue? Well, one thing I do with some of my music and I have with the last two Christmas singles is I go ahead and I do the poor man's copyright, you know, anything I write before I play it in public, I've mailed a copy to myself you know, with all the copyright information on it, just to start. And um, that way, some songs I will play when I'm playing live, like last Christmas, I played my new song a few places just to kind of get the reaction uh, from people and see how well it was going to do. And everybody seemed to really enjoy it. So that always tells me, okay, if I'm connecting and it's not even finished, you know, this is just kind of the rough draft then they ought to love the final one too. So 
and that kind of gives me a leg up, you know, when I'm going into the studio to feel like I'm doing something. And I've done that with a couple of songs. I did that with one of my originals, Write a Book. I happened to be, and that's off the Back to You album. I was playing that out at a coffee shop and somebody I'd never met walked up to me and said, what a great song it was. And I said, yeah, I said, I, I was going to put it on my album, but I had decided not to. And he goes, oh, you have to. That's a great song. And so I changed my mind, put it on the album. And it was one of my favorite songs off the album when we were done with it. And I love the video, too. <laughs> so it's like, hey, you never know. Yes, that is. That's terrific to be able to get that feedback. Yeah. And now that we're into spring mm -hmm. and you have other stuff that you have to think about and put the Christmas single sort of in there it's a it's it's got to be a, a, a bit of a juggling act right but we'll probably prioritize that you know and really work on that first and then jump into the other things and so at least it won't be too much of a gear shift i'm thinking well, that's good yeah i think it'll be fine because usually when you go in the studio too you're just working on one song for a block of time and then you take a break, kind of put that aside, and then you're just working on the second song. You don't really mix things up too much. So it's pretty, it's pretty good. You know, it's not too bad, you know, as far as getting things mixed up in your head. I'm sure most Christmas music fans have heard the stories of Mel Torme going in the studio to to write and record Chestnuts Roasting, the Christmas song. And it's in it's a hot summer day and they've got Christmas lights and stuff to try and get in the mood when you're doing this and you're shifting from live performances and stuff with uh, with your latest album. Do you have to do that kind of thing to sort of get in the mood or do you find it's easy to make that transition? Because of the years I had of, you know, drama and different things in high school and doing musicals and that sort of thing. I'm pretty good at them. You know, when I'm working on any song, taking myself to that place where the song is, you know, in my mind, I have to picture where am I? What's the scene? What am I doing? And that kind of helps because you can tell. Um, I know with some of my other songs when when I'm just singing and when that feeling is, is there. So that's one thing I really want to work on for this next album coming out is to make sure that I maintain that through this as well. That's one of the things I'm going to be listening for. And I'm sure it makes a big difference between having something that's original, something that you've created versus trying to get excited about going in and March and recording Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's not to say I won't ever do a cover of something eventually, but you know, right now, you know, it's just, I really feel led to get some original songs out there and bring some different things. I don't want to make it sound like I'm dumping on Jingle Bell Rock or any of yeah, these classic yeah, Christmas yeah. songs, um, because I, I love those as well. I'm just sure that getting in that place mm -hmm. to focus on something that you've created, it has more of a special meaning to you than than probably trying to sing Jingle Bell Rock on the 25th of March. Yeah, definitely. With all of that said, is there somewhere on your radar the idea of a Suzanne's Band Christmas album? 
Yes, I mean, for sure, when I get enough songs under my belt, you know, it would be nice to have them all on one album, you know, just that alone would be nice. You know, maybe the Christmas collection or something, and then have some bonus songs in there that might be covers, you know, that might be a good project uh, down the road. But, um, you know, financially, you know, it's hard just getting in there and, you know, cutting your album as it is because you got to a lot in a certain amount for when you're done so that you can promote it. Because what good is an right. album in your single if you don't have anything to promote it with when you're done? And um, so that's why I've kind of gotten in this pattern of doing one Christmas single and then all the other songs every time I'm going into the recording studio. So that way I can start, you know, compiling that list of my Christmas songs and do it that way because um, financially it would be tough to go in there and do, you know, and spend your budget on a Christmas album when it's only going to get played for a certain amount of time and that's it. So until something happens otherwise, (laughs) I find a really nice benefactor. that uh, wants to donate yeah otherwise i'll be trucking along doing one here and there and hey we'll get it done we'll get it yeah absolutely you know as we talked about you know finding the time and juggling things to be able to do the christmas single while you're doing other things if it was the other way around if you're doing a christmas album there's no return on that for a good long while right and not that that's the only reason to be in the music business, but it is a business. Right. You've got to keep the lights on and food in the fridge. Um, right. Doing an album, which would take most of your time and energy, got would that would have to be really difficult, especially when it's March and everything you're doing is working on a Christmas album. That would be that would be tough. Right. Yeah. And also, when you get paid for playing your originals. Uh, through your performing rights organization, that's important too. So the more of your songs you're getting out there that you can play the majority of the year, you know, the better it is to help supplement because um, a lot of businesses, you know, are still struggling. And so they're, you know, not necessarily paying full rates. And so if you play with your band or duo or trio partners or whatever, you're still having to split that out. And so, um, things are still tough, even when you do get those jobs to play live. So you're going to head into the studio, you said soon, to start recording. Do you have, and and I know this is probably hard to answer because it's not always the same, but do you have a time frame that you think will be sufficient to record the new, the new Christmas song? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it'll be recorded and mixed and cut and everything by... I would think early summer at the latest, because the other thing that I would really like to do this time is hopefully do the video too. And now that'll be tricky (laughs) (laughs) shooting the video when it's like July, that's going to be hot. Um, That'll take some imagination, but um, I would like to have the video done so that everything could be released at the same time. Because typically what's happened, and some of it is budget, and some of it is just time. I mean, there's only so many hours in each month that you've got to work with. Um, but in the past, you know, I've had to do my videos after the fact. And although, you know, it's been okay, and I've kind of caught up uh, from all that, 
this is just one of those songs that I would like to have the whole thing released at the same time. That would be nice. So that's yeah, it would be great to goal. be able to have it, have it mm-hmm. everywhere, have it streaming, have it on YouTube, anywhere that anybody might be able to come across it or might be looking for it. Right. Well, we will talk again in a few months and check the progress and and you can share what went into recording of it as we get ready to wrap up here what else have you got even on a non-christmas music level what else have you got cooking or that you're getting ready to do we're switching uh, gears up just a little bit um the first ep um was just kind of an exploration it was um a mix of like 60s 70s kind of feeling songs as I was trying to figure out what lane I wanted to be in as an artist. And with Back to You, I kind of settled into my Americana country rock uh, lane that I was going to feel the best in and feel the most productive. So now we're going to throw in some um, bluesy kind of things and, you know, do a little bit uh, a different arrangement on some songs for this upcoming album. But um Looking forward to it. That's for sure. It'll be fun. Very cool. If people are looking for you and they're going somewhere besides YouTube, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, the fastest, of course, is the website because all the social links are there. So that's um, SuzanneSband.com. And that is with a Z. Some people want to put an S in there, but it's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-S Band.com. And um, all the other social media links are listed as well there. So you can uh, do Instagram. Facebook is a big one. So you would go to facebook.com, Suzanne's Band Music on that one. And if you will click the follow um, button, that would be a big help. And then you'll also know where I'm playing live next. When the music is coming out, that's probably the fastest uh, way to stay updated because, you know, things get updated there soon before anything else, just about. So okay, some great opportunities. Well, thank you for spending some time with us on the podcast today. And we look forward to checking the progress and then hearing the new song this fall on the sound of Christmas. And it's not just on the sound of Christmas. Give you an exclusive sneak peek. How about that? Can't wait. Very cool. (laughs) Thank you so much, Suzanne. This podcast is continuing to grow and we're popping up on more and more podcasting sites. Just recently, we've been added to the podcast sections on Pandora and Audible. We're also available through Amazon's Alexa, so you can ask for the Sounds of Christmas podcast on the Echo and Amazon's other devices. You can also find the Sounds of Christmas podcast on christmaspodcasts.com and mymerrychristmas.com. In fact, We're on over 20 different podcasting sites. Since you're listening to this now, you've obviously found us somewhere. But if there's another site you like to use for podcasts, check out our podcast page on our website for the complete list of everywhere that you can listen to the Sounds of Christmas podcast. Website, of course, is www.soundsofchristmas.com. And then you just click on the podcast tab. For the Sounds of Christmas station, to listen to the music, you'll need to stick with our website, or our app in the Google Play Store. In the meantime, thank you for listening. If you have comments or suggestions, feel free to reach out to me on social media, facebook.com slash socmusic or at socmusic on Twitter. Thanks again, and may you always believe in Santa Claus. <laughs>